It's time to look ahead at the free agency period for the Pacers. And the first thing to talk about is the most important one for them. Tyrese Halliburton's extension. Can the Pacers and Halliburton agree on an extension? What could the terms look like? What could negotiations look like? We'll get to all of it with Yosey Goslin today on the Locked On Pacers podcast. You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Pacers podcast, where we, of course, Talk about the Indiana Pacers, as always. My name's Tony East. I cover the team for Forbes and SI. And today, it is time to talk about the biggest story of Pacers free agency. Can they extend Tyrese Halbert? Will they extend Tyrese Halbert? And Kevin Pritchard said, Ty's our guy. We want Ty here for as long as he wants to be here. Tyrese Halbert said he's comfortable here and he knows he's obviously up for an extension. Is it going to happen? How long will it be? What are the parameters the Pacers and Halliburton's camp will be operating within? What will the negotiations look like? But ultimately, I think the Pacers get it done. Yosi Goslin from Hoopside, my favorite cap guy in the public sphere, is going to help break it all down. We'll talk about the rules and the mechanisms that go into this. If Halliburton's worth it, spoiler alert, I think yes, he is what the negotiations could look like, what it means for the Pacers, and more. It's all coming today. Let's just get right to it. The king of the cap, a returning guest, Yossi, is back to talk about what I consider to be the most important thing of the Pacers offseason. You can talk about their cap space later. You can talk about every power forward, small forward, free agent on the market. That's great. If they lock up Tyrese Halberton for a long time, that's a successful offseason. That's all what this is about is getting and keeping the stars. Yossi, how you doing, man? Are you uh, super busy heading into free agency as usual? Getting there. Uh, sure, next week. I'm sure the weekend will be pretty busy, but it's a nice lead up so far. Nothing too overwhelming. Yeah, I was worried at first that this year we'd get earlier reports because the NBA was like, hey, it's fine if you negotiate with your own guys early, but it won't matter till next year. So it's easy peasy. We get to coast on the on the new higher cap. Uh, and speaking of the cap, this yeah. is what this is all about. Tyrese Halliburton's contract extension. If the Pacers get it done, their offseason is at worst a B to me. If they have him locked up for at least four more seasons, that's a success. But there are certain mechanisms like the 30% fifth year rule, which is separate from the designated rookie rule. But for all intents and purposes, I'll probably just use designated rookie rule to refer to both. For the rest of this show. And if you do use that mechanism to sign Tyrese Halbert as the Pacers, his contract guarantees to add four more years onto his rookie scale, which is five more years and maybe six years. And we're about to talk about the nerdiest stuff every OC. So let's get into it. But that is the simple short of it. We can get into the, the nitty gritty stuff in a minute. But uh, biggest picture possible, Tyrese Halliburton, uh, as a part of his rookie extension on July 1, can add up to five years to his deal, and that is now not a requirement for designated rookies. That can be any rookie at up to 25% of the cap unless the Pacers make him a designated rookie. Then they can go up to 30%. There can be parts between 25 and 30%. We'll get to all that. Did I miss anything? What big picture things do you feel like fans need to know about how this could go? No, I think you got the whole structure. The framework structures, all that, you, you've got that pretty spot on. Um, I think the main thing I'm curious about is with the new CBA, there's now the de facto hard cap, no 
team is really 90% of teams don't want to go over this um, is are we going to, we're going to have less no brainer quote unquote max players. I think like last year where you had the Bradley Beals, the Zach Levines, the Andre Aiden's, those guys just automatically got max contract. I think those days are over. So coming into uh, this off season, I think the age of negotiation is back and I think it's going to definitely impact some guys in this, um, you know, this, what would be restricted free agent class heading into next season. Uh, like for example, maybe Desmond Bain, Tyrese Maxey, maybe those guys would have just gotten a max under the, uh, the old TBA. Now I definitely think there's going to be some probably definitely not. I think there'll be some negotiation. I would imagine Anthony Edwards is going to get a max. I feel like that one is, if anyone in that, in that draft class going to get it is him. Yep. And then I would think probably Tyrese Halliburton gets a max too. Uh, maybe there's just like with the new CBA that you, they got to think about it a little bit more, <laughs> but ultimately I would think that he'll probably get it. And the 30%, uh, you know, uh, the higher max, the escalators, baby. We'll talk about those, and we'll yeah. use John Morant as the example, which is unfair, but he is the most famous example in very recent memory of what the escalators can or can't look like. Um, yeah, so I agree with you that I think negotiations will definitely be more in play for the tier of guy you just said. To me, for Halliburton, and we'll we'll back up a little bit here, Brian Windhorst, when he talks about players who are on the 25% max, he calls it the fun max, right? Because usually guys who are on the 25% max, in fact, this is the case for all of them, can only be in the league for a maximum of six years. So they're almost always super young or pretty young. And so it's very rare that guys on the 25% max are declining in value or aging out of their contract or getting overpaid. So he calls it the fun max because it's really hard for a player who is at one point worth that much money to be on an awful contract. Ben Simmons <laughs> being a very rare exception to that rule. But most of the time, it's it's a at worst a fair contract. Now, Tyrese Halliburton, already an all-star. Forgive me if you think I'm exaggerating here, but before he missed the, the end of the season was in the all-NBA discussion which will matter significantly as we continue to talk about the mechanics of all this to me if you're at that level of player in your third year in the league at 22 he turned 23 uh on leap day so whatever uh in february um you, you just get it you get the 25 percent max for sure like i don't even think that there can be negotiations and we'll talk about how that could look but to me the second free agency starts the second they can legally offer this the pacers should be offering tyrese halberton at least the full five years at 25% max. Would you do that? Do you think that's stupid? Do you think I'm going over the top? Give me your thoughts on that. So that would pay him like 35, 38, 41, 44, and then 47 uh, each year. Um, and then when I think I'm, I'm okay with that, uh, you know, it is a big chunk of money, but I, you could definitely build around that if, as long as the rest of the books are clean uh, you know, as of now, there doesn't seem to be anyone that would make anything close to that, you know, four or five years from now. So as long as everyone else is making, you know, like, 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 let's say a lot of their young guys like Matherin, uh, Nemhard, let's say like a lot of these guys come out to be like just very good starters and they're making like 20 ish mil a year. That's very manageable. You can 
you know, this is, these are problems like that are the patients are really gonna have to manage like three, four years from now. And I think if, as long as Tyrese is the one guy really making that much money, I think they're fine. Uh, hopefully they could get another guy that is, is worth that much money or more. Um, I guess then the other thing is maybe where in Tyrese's extension, maybe the negotiation isn't so much, do we want to give you the max, which is the 25%, but is it a no brainer to give him the full 30% if Tyrese makes all NBA? And I think that's important because now there's that whole games qualifier. You only got to be able to play 65 games to, to qualify. And this is probably the thing about the new CBA. I, I dislike the most because I think we're going to see some guys making all NBA that really, when we look back at it, it's not going to age well. Um, the, the one guy I just feel like I know is going to make all NBA is Mikhail Bridges. Cause he's never missed a game. I feel like he's going to make <laughs> a couple all NBA teams at this point. So maybe instead of giving him like, okay, if you make all NBA, you're automatically getting the 30%. Maybe they're, they're going to have to put some other escalators in between. Like, okay, if your third team will give you 32%, something like that. Like a lot that happened with Ben Simmons and Pascal Siakam where depending which all NBA team they made, they got a, a higher percentage toward that 30%. So I think now uh, with the second apron and really starting to constrict teams, maybe we start to see uh, teams start to negotiate more on, on that with a player like Tyrese Halliburton or Anthony Edwards. Do you, I don't know if you still have it in front of you. I have the five-year, 25% max at five added years, 197.229, whatever million. Do you have that? That was uh, that was for Jaws class. <clears throat> oh, did I not? Oh, duh. Yeah. It's next year's cap. Yeah. I'm an next idiot. Next year's is... Uh, I used the wrong cap number. Everybody ignore me. Hang on. <laughs> right now, I'm using a base on like 142.8 mil caps. That's 207 over five. Wow. Where does that number yeah. come from? So a 10% gr- uh, jump would, again, would be 146.149.6, right? A 10%? If it jumps 10% again. Right? I, I haven't done it. I'm just going off 5% to be safe. <laughs> Look at you yeah. being conservative. Okay, at the correct number, uh, five years, 216, 217-ish. If it's 149, if it's 142, like you said, it'd be lower than that. That is somewhere to start to. Uh, his max contract, you are a little bit guessing what these totals are because it's based on what the salary cap has set at next season. My dumb butt just used this cap number to tell you that and then got it wrong. Either way, it's not possible to know what his contract is exactly, but yeah. the contract term can say 25% of the max. So it's just up yeah. to his max or 30% or whatever. Yeah. Either it way, it's going to be an team. average of like 40, 41, maybe yeah. 42 million a year. The 25%. Yes. Yes. So the 30% one, now that I have to update another number, because again, I'm an idiot, uh, I have an extra zero in there, is be like an average of over 50 million. Yeah. Uh, at the 149-ish cap, which would be a full, the maximum 10% growth again, you're talking five years, just shy of $260 million. Hey guys, let's take one short little break so I can talk to you about eBay Motors for a championship team. It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. 
So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride! eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, I think a lot of players are worth more than people think. Uh, like it, like on my cap sheet, if it, if it goes up 10 years every single year for the next five seasons, right? And that's what most teams cap sheet is. It's five years. So that's the longest contract length. The cap in 27, 28 is going to be 200 million for your team. Like that's insane. So to me, I would offer the full 25% no brainer, but here's how, uh, do you agree that he's a max player at the, at the 25%? Maybe? Yeah. 25%. Yeah. Ultimately, if I'm running the Pacers, I'll give it to him. Okay. So there's two negotiating things here that matter the first one is the escalators very famously you just heard probably this term a lot with john morant uh and i'll explain why in a second but how escalators work is players and the team or excuse me the player and the team can negotiate uh if a player is named a fifth year designated rookie th these words are so stupid just pretend it's all one thing can negotiate it up to certain rookies on an extension 30 percent of the cap but it's not guaranteed to be 30 it can be up to 30. So for example, that it could just be blanket. If he makes any all NBA team, it goes up to 30%. But you explained how this could be where it's if you make third team, it's 27%. If you make second team, it's 29% of the cap. If you make first team, it's that maximum 30 that it could go up to. That can be for MVP and defensive player of the year as well. But I mean, at that point, just give them the 30. <laughs> um, so that's how the escalators can work. A lot of them just end up being if you make any all NBA team, the team's like, yep, 30%. That's fine. If you're a top 15 player and you're, you know, whatever, 25 years old, we'll happily pay you 30% of the cap for the next five years. Uh, and I should note that as we continue, these years are in addition to his final season of his rookie scale deal. So if he gets five years, that's six total years with the Pacers. So the escalators are a point of negotiation. And Halberton certainly could be in the all NBA mix this coming season. So I'd, I don't know if it'll be like, hardcore back and forth but that is perhaps one way that this could be slightly shy of the 30 percent max although man you'll see i might just be willing to do it for any all nba team yeah i think i think we're gonna i think we'll see some negotiation on that maybe not necessarily for tyrese but maybe for some of the other guys uh upcoming and because we haven't seen really any negotiation on those escalators since those guys I mentioned, Ben Simmons, Pascal Siakam. And then I know Rudy Gobert, he got super max eligible and they ended up giving him like 32 or 33% of the, uh, uh, of, yep. in his max contract of the cap. He and Tyrese can't be eligible for that high to be clear, everybody. That's a different thing, but yeah, yeah that's a different one, but yeah, um, still matters. <laughs> but, um, Either way, we haven't really seen much negotiation for in between uh, the these for the yes. players that are, are eligible for a higher max. It's just default to the higher max. So I just I, I just think there's going to be some kind of something's got to there's got to be some pushback on the way current contracts are being given out, and that's that's just one place I imagine it'll start. Uh, 
maybe there's going to be more incentive driven type things like, and I'm not saying this necessarily needs to be for Tyrese, but what if uh, the Pacers wanted to offer him something where they don't give him the full max, but maybe slightly below and they give him some very achievable incentives that would get him to the max. Just like another thing, I think we could start to see front offices try to get more creative because at this point, like now teams really got to get their, they really got to plan ahead more than ever. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, unless you're Jokic or Giannis, like one of the absolute top elite players that are going to stay at that level for years to come. Um, you don't, it's some, to me, it's, you know, if those guys are making the most, it's weird then that there's players not as good that could potentially be making just as much like Jalen Brown, for example, he's basically going to be making as much as them. I love Jalen Brown. I wouldn't just default. Okay. Here's the full 35% max. I wouldn't, I don't personally, I don't feel good about that. So, well, yeah. To me, that's that's all like separate from Halliburton. To me, that's because there's a max. Like in theory, if you could pay players what they're worth, Jokic would make like sixty percent of the max or something like that, right? So it's like it looks weird, but that's just how it has to scale. Yeah. So I, but I, that's what I'm. I'm just I I do kind of feel like maybe teams are going to be maybe trying to pay players relative to the absolute best players going forward. It's never going to be perfect, but. I, I do think we could start to see a little bit of a shift. So another another part of this, uh, to get up to the 30% escalators, you have to be named a designated rookie in your deal. And if you are, your default, the lowest you can get is 25%. Like you have to be at least a max player of the 0 to 6% tier. So I don't, I, I'm almost guaranteeing that Halburn gets at least... At. And we already talked about the scaling percentages. Uh, the raises can be, I think they have to be 8% as well. Uh, if you get designated rookie, is that correct? You can't go lower than that? Well, they're actually getting rid of the whole designated thing, generally speaking. Thank uh, God. <laughs> because, no, it, it's confusing. It's like, okay, if you're designated, you have to get five years, and it has to be, like, it. it it's confusing. And then also there's a limit to how many of those you can have or trade for. They just threw all that out the window. So it's like by giving any rookie uh, scale contract the ability to reach five years without it being a max, they, they threw it all out the window. That's good. Yeah, I, I don't have the term sheet, so I am going a little bit off of the old rules here. Um, but any whomst, that is one point of negotiation. And you mentioned the new part of this that's going to matter, which is you have to play 65 games now to be eligible for these awards. So if Halberton gets these escalators... You'll be wanting to play as many games as possible. Of course, playing more increases your chances, but that's going to be a critical part of, you know, his potential chase for accolades and and getting a max, which again I think he is worth. And the Pacers figuring out what escalators to give him. And to to tie it back to Morant, he had um, he had thirty percent as his top escalator if he made All NBA this past season, and then he got suspended and missed some games with injury, and he didn't make it. Uh, and so he has a lower 25% max for the next five seasons. And so he, 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 there's a lot going on there. He is, of course, upset 
uh, with how that all has turned out, but that's how this goes. And so it's a very critical next. There's only one shot at it. If you're Halliburton or Demarant or whoever, it's just that fourth year of your rookie skill deal. After that, it doesn't matter if you ever get it again. It's locked in at that one point. So that's also a critical part to know here is the very next season becomes important after an extension like this. So that's going to be one port part to me of negotiations is, is it just 25% to 30? Is there any in between here? What are those uh, incentives for Halliburton? Or is it just the Pacers going, you know what? If you want 30%, here you go. Write the deal yourself. 13 mile NBA, 30%. Great. We're done. That's one. The other part of negotiations, and this one is actually a little more significant to me than than the dollars, the options on the end. We've seen this come back to bite teams in the past. Um, Gordon Hayward, although externally, is one of them. As he left Utah to sign, with, sign externally before, and then at the end, his deal was shorter. Uh, I believe Donovan Mitchell got a player option at the end of his. Zion did, did not, I believe. Yossi can correct me if I say something wrong here. Um, but either way, the final year of this extension can or could not have a player option. If it doesn't, that's obviously one year shorter that that player could become a free agent. And if the NBA trends as it has for the last three years, the cap goes up 10%, raises their max to 8%. All of a sudden, after a few years, a player's making less than their max. They opt out to try to get that max back. Now, Halliburton will be eligible for a designated veteran extension if he stays with the Pacers this whole time, which could make that not matter. I'm saying a lot of stuff that is getting ahead of anything here, but that will be perhaps the biggest point of negotiation to me is, is it a straight five-year deal? Is it a straight four-year deal? Is it a four-year deal with a player option? How does that work? Because the more years, the better for any team with these young guys. It's a huge deal to get as many guaranteed years of talented players as possible. So if that if it means you get all five guaranteed years, you have to do 30% escalators right away. I'm doing that immediately as the Pacers because I want as many guaranteed years as possible. I'm curious if you have any other thoughts on those negotiations. Yeah, I think if you are, you know, a team like Indiana, they haven't had unfortunately the most success keeping their best players over recent years. You know, Paul George uh, you know, left pretty early. I, I obviously, yeah, if you, you want to keep Tyrese in the Pacers uniform as much as possible, um, hopefully for the rest of his career. So yeah, I do think there is value to eliminating a player option just having a full straight five year deal. Uh, and yeah, if, if that means the trade off is being more, you know, giving in more towards the escalators to help him reach that 30, uh, 30% max uh, in an easier way. Okay. You know, that's definitely worth considering. So yeah. And no, understand the value. Definitely. If you, if you can get rid of that player, not do with player option, that's very big. If I'm the Pacers, that's my number one goal. <laughs> I don't know how to do it beyond what we just talked about, but my absolute number one goal is uh, if you get five years plus the rookie skill year, you have six years. That's a long freaking time in the NBA. Like that's super rare to have a guy locked up for that long. And from a Pacers perspective, like right the second as we're speaking, they have one player making over 20 million this coming season, right? And that's Miles Turner. And then two years from now, that would just Miles goes under 20. And so Halliburton would be theoretically the only guy over 20 million. Like, yeah, they're gonna have to pay their young guys at some point, but right now their cap is really clean. Like they can be aggressive with deals like this and still have room to do other stuff, especially if they yeah. 
use their space to sign something significant this summer. So I would not be afraid at all to go. If I'm the Pacers, I mean, in the back of my head, I, I don't know if I would come with this right away. Maybe I would. But I would know in the back of my head that I'd be willing to do just like five years, third team All-NBA escalates up to five for 30% and get it over with, even though I, I don't think anyone ever would start there. I think I'd be willing to do it. I don't know if you would, but I would. Yeah, uh, I we'll see. I don't know. I, I just, I really, I don't want to like make any statements how I think negotiations will happen. I, I'm just curious to see if there's going to be more of a negotiation now. Um, and you know, but Tyrese is, and I do think, in my opinion, he's going to probably be um, a an NBA player probably multiple times. Uh, he's gonna, I think, he's be one of the best guards in the league. So. Uh, it's delicate. I don't know how much you want to negotiate with them. I mean, that draft class, right? It, Ant, Tyrese, and maybe Mello could get. I don't know if Mello would get 30%. Will he get a max? I feel like he will. I wouldn't go there. New owners, they got to they gotta do the stamp, right? Look, we're doing it. We're trying. Um, that might be the only three. Baines, he'll get a lot of money. For certain, Edwards and Halliburton, yeah. Lamelo. I don't know. It's, it's tricky, but I wouldn't be shocked. Max, you'll get a lot of money. Yeah. Um, apparently, Sadiq Bey wants a lot of money. I have no idea what's going to happen to him, but apparently he wants a lot of money. So I don't know if you feel like we missed anything, but my notes to cover were the mechanics, which I think we got all of. It can be... It can be up to five years, and the Pacers would like it to be five years with no options. The option is a big negotiating point. The percentage of the cap is a big negotiating point. I think the thing I would stress again is the cap growth potentially outpacing his raises is significant for the Pacers, so the health of the league is going to matter a lot here. Um, and so the only other note I have is, do you think anything could prevent an extension deal from actually happening here outside of just a low-ball, terrible offer? I can't think of any. I think it gets done. Yeah, probably, usually probably hear it on July first, six oh five on June thirtieth. Even maybe. I mean, <laughs> the, 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 there's a little reason to delay with something like this. He's under contract. Yeah. I, I would imagine we'll hear from someone like two days before, like it's strongly heading towards a deal. That kind of language. I'm sure we'll hear it. We'll hear that. <laughs> Yeah, I think so, too. I think the Pacers cap situation suggests that. I think their goal suggests that. Even I could go back. I should have read these earlier. I mean, Kevin Pritchard said at his end-of-season pressure, Ty's our guy. We want Ty here for as long as he wants to be here. I don't think that's going to be too complicated, he said of the extension. And Hal Burton said, I'm obviously for a contract extension this summer. I feel comfortable with where we are foundationally. Seems like everybody's on the same page. Uh, so I think that... This is going to I the only way this doesn't get done to me is like and I don't think the Pacers will do this. There's almost no way they would do this is if they like came in right away. And we're like, how about five years, 150 million? And then it's just like, what a waste of time. What are we doing? And I don't think they would actually do that. I don't think any team is that dumb. So I think this gets done like you very quickly. The question will be, what are the escalators? What is the fifth year if there is a fifth year? Um, and then it's how the Pacers build around their guy because. This is their free agency period to me. Yes, signing an external good player is important, but if they get this done, that's huge for them going forward. Yeah, I think it'll, yeah, it'll get done. That'll probably be the biggest, you know, other than whatever. Yeah, whatever they do with their cap space, I don't really know what they're what they're looking for right now. Uh, but if they can get Tyrese done, like you said earlier, that's 
that's a win for the offseason. Also, too, I mean, look, we all know this stuff happens before July 1 actually comes. But, like, if you're actually a free agent who's still waffling when the period opens, seeing that the Pacers have him locked up for <laughs> six years could actually be significant to the, you know, that part of negotiating with free agents. So the earlier, the better. So as a reminder, this is not an exact science because we don't know the cap two years from now. Five years, two seventeen million ish if the cap goes up the max percentage, and that would be his twenty five percent max in starting in twenty four twenty five, or five years to sixty million. Man, I can't believe I'm saying these numbers. Uh, starting that year, if he gets up to the thirty percent, the options are important. I've got nothing else here, Yossi, unless you do. No, no, nothing else. I think we covered this uh, extension as uh, as much as we could. This stuff can be confusing because this does not affect the Earth cap space this summer at all. <laughs> we didn't even say that until this far, and that's always hard for fans yeah. to fathom. But this does not affect their summer cap space at all because this deal would not kick in until the following year, so they could still do whatever they wanted this summer and do that, and I think that should be their goals for the summer. We'll see how it goes. Yossi, thank you for the time. As always, where can people follow you and your work covering the league and the cap landscape? Again, my favorite cap guy these days. I'm glad we could find this time. Yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Yossi Goslin. I've got a new website where I got all my cap info, capsheets.com, and then always look for my stuff on Hoops Hype. I've been posting a lot of stuff on there with the offseason upcoming. I've got a – I did do a Pacers offseason preview uh, a couple weeks ago, so you guys could check that out. And, uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. With, um, with Pincus's sheets gone – and Siegel Sheets gone. Yossi is the place to go if you need cap sheets in the public sphere these days. Tomorrow, one of Jarris Walker's high school coaches will be joining to talk all things Jarris Walker and his development up to the Pacers. And the rest of the week is all going to be about external free agents, the rumors, players that make sense for them to sign. I suppose I'll do my favorites later in the week if we've got time for that. And this weekend I'll be covering every move that they make because... It's a lot of fans' favorite time of the year, and the Pacers are trying to get better. So stick around. That's all coming here on the Lockdown Pacers podcast. Give Yossi a follow after you hop off the show. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you soon.